welcome to this week's podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about hormones. We're going to be talking a little bit about our own hormones, but mostly about how to deal with hormones in our kids. Before I do that, I just want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler. You can find this on Amazon. It is a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. I also have another book called Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. It is a 31-day devotional written just for moms. So you can check that out on Amazon as well. Maybe you don't already know me, but I am married to Daryl. We will be married 30 years this September. We have eight kids, ages 14 to 27. We've been homeschooling for about 24 years, so basically from the beginning. And one of my favorite things to do is just to encourage moms, and I ask them to let me know what kind of topics they want to hear about. Well, it turns out that hormones is one of those topics. So... Today, I want to be talking about um, what do we do with these hormones? You know, we see them start to kind of come on the horizon, sometimes in those tween years. It really, really depends on the kid. Um, I've had uh, kids who have not really shown hormonal fluctuations till later on, especially the boys. But my goodness, when they start happening, it can be a little disconcerting. Uh, Sometimes we think, who are you and what did you do? with that great kid of mine. <laughs> I always tell people about the time our kids got super helpful and you know we're doing their chores consistently and we're very capable was about the time they lost their brains. Hormones kicked in and I don't know if you've noticed but they forget all the time and sometimes it can be really challenging to know whether they're just um, kind of taking us for a ride and using forgetting as an excuse or if they're legitimately struggling with forgetting things. Now, one thing that you can do to sort of uh, find that out is to think about what are there any other areas where they're forgetting, being forgetful? So this is something that I did a lot. If I felt like there was one area that maybe they were lazy or they were um, being forgetful or were having issues in, I would think, do they have these issues in other areas? Because if they are, then maybe there's something going on there. Um, it could be hormonal. It could be a character issue when they're younger. But as they're going into the teen years, there could be a pretty good chance that it's hormones. So one thing that we need to keep in mind as we're talking about hormones is we need to remember that we have a creator. He created us this way, and he is sovereign over our lives, over our bodies. He created us to have these hormones. He's even sovereign over these hormones. So these things that come in waves and sometimes can feel overwhelming, um, God allows those things into our lives and he allows them into our kids' lives as well as they start to enter into the teen years. And I'm going to be talking to you about how to help our kids walk through that with a, with a perspective of a believer. Um, so Believe that God is sovereign over everything in our lives, including our hormones. I remember um, about the time our girls were, our oldest, our girls, the two oldest, our girls, and when they were in the middle of the teen years and I was starting to uh, go into perimenopause, I literally had a conversation with God. I said, I don't 
think you really thought this through. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I was just being honest with him. Did you think this through? Because having teen girls in the midst of their hormones and having me with these surges of, of hormones in this perimenopausal phase just seemed like a really bad idea. <laughs> Because what happens is, you know, here our girls are going into their childbearing years and I am going out of my childbearing years and we are both having very similar struggles. So that can be sort of like a recipe for disaster if we're not careful. It can be like dynamite in the same house. Just ask the guys or anybody else who's living with us. (laughs) But what I found was God really had a plan in all of that. And it was a good plan. I'm not saying it's an easy plan, but it's a good plan. God wants to grow us and he wants to grow our kids and he wants to grow our relationship with our kids through this season. So in talking about our own hormones as women, um, what I have learned about from my experience with hormones is that what really happens is hormones magnify what's already there. And I know none of us want to hear this. We'd like to say, oh, it's those darn hormones that are making me so mean or making me so selfish or making me this or making me that. But the truth is it won't magnify what isn't already there. And I realize there's some extreme cases and I, I get all of that. I'm, I'm talking about just sort of the average mom, the average woman, um, and sometimes we need to go get help. I totally understand that. I'm not condemning anybody for that. But um, just from the perspective of just sort of an average um, mom and, and looking at uh, normal, uh, kind of normal ups and downs, and, and they don't feel normal when it's happening, but <laughs> they can be pretty extreme. But my point is, it ends up being like a magnifying glass. Like if I have um, some issues maybe with my husband that kind of stay neatly tucked away or on the back burner, um, my hormones will bring those to the surface. And all of a sudden, he's the devil. Like I can't think a good thought about him. And this one particular thing is just irritating me to no end. I can't ignore it. It's right there. So it's very important that we learn to have a a great amount of self-control. And one of the best ways we can do that is make sure that we are taking the time to pray, to hit the pause button and pray through those feelings. Lord, give us wisdom. Show us, is this an issue that needs to be talked about? And if it is, because it might be, I wouldn't encourage you to just shove it to the back. Maybe it's something that God allowed to be magnified so you could talk with your husband about it and it wouldn't turn out to be one of those things that becomes this long-standing place of bitterness, right? So he, he says, I want you to talk to him about it. So we pray about it, we talk to him, We seek to understand before being understood and we really um, work, you know, we really work hard to work through that thing with respect and with honor. Um, And we're growing through all of that. That's the thing. We're also showing our kids that this is how we handle conflict. And even when we're feeling strongly or struggling, we can have the self-control with God's help to work through conflict, even when our hormones are feeling crazy. So number one, I've learned that uh, hormones will magnify what's already there. So um, the second thing is that hormones are humbling. 
They really are because as those things are magnified and those areas of my life, those weaknesses um, in my own heart are being revealed, I have a choice. I have a choice to just, you know, dig my heels in and insist on being right and say there's nothing wrong. I have a right to be angry. I have a right to be selfish. I have a right to all these things, which is exactly what the world tells us. But it's not going to do any good. It's only going to do harm. Or we have a choice to humble ourselves. You know, God talks about um, how those who, he lifts up those who are humble. And it can be the hardest thing ever to humble ourselves, but God honors it. He knows that it's hard for us. He knows that it's a sacrifice for us to humble ourselves and and recognize and admit that we are not as together as we'd hoped we were. I am finding that out on a regular basis the older I get. And um and as hard as it is, every time I humble myself, God honors it. You know, that exchange is difficult. You know, we we go to God and we or to the person that we're trying to make things right with and we humble ourselves and it's painful. And God knows that it's a sacrifice for us, but what he gives us in return is worth far more than hanging on to our pride. So that's all I'm going to say about our own hormones, but I, I wanted to bring up our own hormones because I think it's important for us to recognize that a lot of these feelings that we have and these struggles that we have with hormones are exactly what our kids are dealing with, only they're dealing with it for the first time. And I don't know if you can remember back in the day, it's really hard for me, but I got to go way back and um, think back to how did I feel when I was 12 and 13 and 14? It was an awkward time. It was a time when, gosh, I don't know, really, am I a kid or am I an adult? Um, and who am I? You know, who is this person? Um, I'm not completely comfortable in my own skin. I get into situations where I'm not sure if I'm supposed to act like a kid anymore or an, or if I'm supposed to try to act like an adult and what does that even look like? And then you throw the hormones in there on top of it. Guys, this is tough. This is hard for our kids. And so I just want to just sort of give you that little reminder so that you can be empathetic towards them. Because sometimes I'm telling you, you just want to wring their necks because they act so crazy sometimes. Um, But it's so important that we are sending a message to them that we care about them, that we empathize with them, that we love them no matter what. Um, and that can be tough, but but with God's help, we can do it. So as we're beginning to start to deal with hormones in our kids and maybe even front load that a little bit, you know, when your kids are maybe 9, 10, 11, or maybe you're starting to see just tiny little signs and they're not even noticing yet, is a good time to say, hey, you know what? Just going to give you a heads up that in the next, you know, months or maybe a year or two, you're going to notice that your body is changing, but also that your emotions are changing. And you're going to have some strange feelings that you've never had before. But I want to reassure you and let you know ahead of time that these are a natural part of life. You are starting to become a grown-up. And it's a long process. It happens throughout the teen years, um, a little bit at a time. But you're going to notice these changes that are happening, and they're going to feel 
unnatural because you've never felt them before, but they actually are very natural. And they're exactly what God had planned for us. He is, they're evidence that we're actually growing up. And so if our kids can be reassured that this is a very natural part of life, that these feelings are totally normal, maybe even um, when you're talking to them and they're struggling, talk about a time in your own life when you struggled with something similar at their ages, you know? Um, I can remember back when I was in junior high and I had one girl who was just, she made fun of my eyebrows because they were, you know, bushy and dark. And, um, you know, the funny thing is that Brooke Shields was really popular then. So, you know, it was kind of like, well, yeah, but this model has really bushy eyebrows, but this girl at school, she's telling me that, you know, this isn't okay. And so just grappling with some of those kinds of Uh, things along the way can be really challenging and sort of undermine uh, our confidence and our kids' confidence and undermine, um, you know, maybe what's been established so far, the status quo. It will challenge the status quo for them and for you. So reassure them that they're normal. I would tell my girls that story. I even still have my diary that every day I come home from school and write about this girl who was just giving me such a hard time and I didn't know what to do with the feelings. And so one of the things I did was write in a diary. I think there's a reason that a lot lot of girls have done that over the years. Journaling is so helpful. So if your daughter, especially, I don't think guys do this as much, but um, girls journaling is a great thing for them to be doing just to get their feelings out on paper. And the thing that's interesting about it is they can just write and write and write and write. There's no editing involved. This isn't language arts, but the cool thing is that they're actually, um, developing a skill by doing that. And um, it can contribute later on to their language arts, you know, because they're learning to take their thoughts and their feelings and put words into them. And when they can get that out on paper and get that out of their system, it can be so helpful. Reassure them they're normal. Okay, so first of all, reassure them it's a natural part of life. Reassure them that they are normal. Reassure them that they're not alone. There is nothing worse than feeling like this and feeling alone. They swear up and down, nobody else is feeling what they're feeling, but that's not true. Every kid has these feelings and you can reassure them that this is so normal. And I would watch my kids' faces light up when I would tell them that. I would be like, oh my gosh, nobody talks about it, but other kids are feeling exactly the way you are. You know, that's why they sometimes do these goofy things that you're looking at them going, why are you doing that? So then you begin to help them empathize with other kids their own age who might be having those feelings and realize that some of their behaviors that go on are linked to not understanding these changes that are going on in their bodies in this time that they're um, becoming an adult. So another thing we can do is reassure them that we are on their side no matter what. We tell them, we send a clear message through our actions and our words that we will get through this together. They need to know that. They need to know that they are never alone, that we are always on their side. And and that can be tough when they're being little turds and you just are looking at them going, can we just get the old kid back? I'd really, really like that. (laughs) 
And of course, these are conversations I had with my husband. Um, that's another thing that's not a bad idea is to start bringing the husband onto the scene for some of those scenarios because there are times that I have felt like I've got nothing. You know, I, I had several other kids, stuff going on with them. And then I've got this teen at the end of the day, usually when I'm just so done, I'm all kinds of done. And then all of a sudden something gets fired up with that teen. Either they're, you know, they're upset about something or there's a conflict between us. And I have more than once gone to my husband and said, I cannot do this because I will not do it well. Here's what's going on. This is what's gone on up to this point. I need your I need your help. I need you to step in. So don't be afraid to bring in reinforcements. Even hit the pause button during the day and wait for your husband to get home to help deal with an issue that maybe comes up during the day. Another thing we want to remind them of is that even though dad and mom get irritated with them because it's going to happen. You know, like I'd like to say that I did all those things perfectly. You know, I I let them know that it was a natural part of life, let them know that they were normal, they weren't alone, that I was on their side. But I would blow it as a parent sometimes because I'm imperfect and I... I need God just as much as they do. And sometimes I would literally say that to them. You know what? I just totally blew this. And that is just clear evidence that I need God just like you do. We both need him in this situation. And that's another way that we can humble ourselves and really um, create a safe space for our kids um, to talk to us about what's going on. But I would also remind them, mom and dad are imperfect, right? Right? we are going to mess up. So just know that if we mess up and we get irritated and it feels like we're not on your side, I want you to know that God never leaves you nor forsakes you, that he will never turn his back on you, that he is always sympathetic to what you're feeling. He is always available to listen. He will never respond negatively to you so important that we point them back to the Lord. Guys, we're, we are not God. And sometimes as parents, we get, I know I did at least, I would just get a little bit confused because I was trying so hard to example what God looked like to my kids. I would be trying hard to be perfect. And of course I would fall flat on my face and that's the point at which I have to humble myself and acknowledge that, hey kids, I struggle too, and I need a savior too. So let's go to him and let's talk to him about this because he can take this mess and he can bring clarity to it. So um, pointing our kids back to God. So as I mentioned before, this can be a good time for dads to step in. And especially when it comes to the boys, I kind of left the hormone talks um, when it came to the boys. I left that up to my husband a lot of the time. Now, maybe you're a single mom. Find a person, a male role model that maybe your son already has and talk to that role model. Maybe it's a grandfather. Maybe it's an uncle. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone at church. Um, maybe it's an, uh, you know, a, a, a young dad in the church that your, your son looks up to. 
and ask them if they would please just talk with them a little bit about what it looks like to be growing up as a man and how to handle the changes that are going on in their life. And um, if you don't know someone, pray and ask God to bring someone or to reveal uh, someone in your life that, that could talk to your son. And you know what? It's okay if you talk to him. I just want to encourage you in that because God understands that that role model might be missing in your life. And I just want you to know that he will stand in the gap for you and he will make you enough. He will qualify you to have that conversation with your son and for your son's heart to be open to hearing what you have to say. So let's talk a little bit more about dads um, because they can also be such a great help um, at this point in the game not only to talk to the, the sons about their, um, their manhood and, and their hormones and the changes that are going on, but also to talk about our daughters, to make a point of letting our daughters know that they're beautiful. This is a hard age. You know, some of my kids had acne during this time and struggled with that. Um, they struggled with, you know, am I beautiful or, you know, I, I don't think that guys really struggle with the handsome thing as much as just the manly thing um, and being enough and being strong enough. But for our girls, it is so important that there is maybe is a male role model in their lives that can tell them, you are beautiful. I love you. You have a heart, you know, the heart of a queen. You have the heart of God um, to be able to point out the things in them that are admirable, that are praiseworthy, that um, will make your daughters feel beautiful. Because I'll tell you what, if they've got a dad who's making them feel beautiful, there's a lot less chance that they're going to be looking for that, um, for that uh, approval in in a in a peer in a guy who is a peer or in a boyfriend or um, in guys in in their circles um, they just won't need that and obviously they they long for some of that from guys their own age and that's natural and normal and um, but how they go about getting that attention um, is something to pay attention to and something to even have a conversation about. So I don't want to get, you know, off topic here, but one-on-one um, -on -one dates, this is another idea. One-on-one -on -one dates can be super helpful. Going to coffee with that teen or that preteen, either on a regular basis or as it works out. Um, my daughter reminded me that it's a good idea to give them a heads up, you know, at least a few hours ahead of time so that they can have time to sort of think about how they're actually feeling and they can be ready to share their hearts a little bit more readily. So um, we're reminding them of all of those things that I mentioned before. But we also need to remember that God uses these times to grow us. Now he's growing us, but he's also growing our kids and our kids need to understand that. Uh, they need to understand that um, this phase of the game, this season is a preparation for life. God is teaching us, is teaching them how to have self-control, how to recognize when they're having troubles. Um, we learn to recognize the red flags during this time. You know, there's certain things that we feel um, 
that tell us that we're actually getting upset about something or we haven't forgiven somebody or we need to work on a specific area. Again, it's like a magnifying glass. And we get to know, these. our kids get to know themselves better and better and better. The cool thing is that they're at an age at this point, um, God has created it this way, created them this way, that they're ready to start handling it. And we can be the ones to encourage them to be assured that God has a plan in allowing these hormones to happen at this specific time in our lives. They really do uh, prepare them for real life. They're going to have to learn to have self-control when they're not feeling together. Um, They're going to have to learn to um, cope with the noise in their hearts um, while still performing their daily tasks. That's something that is a process. So I want to remind you that they're going to struggle with that. There may be stuff going on in their hearts while they're trying to do their daily chores. And and they're going to maybe lash out or they're going to be short with someone or they're going to seem angry or... Um, melancholy because there's stuff in their hearts they're trying to process and they don't really know how to do their daily tasks and process at the same time. So it's a skill they're learning. So this is why it's so important that we make sure that our teens have time to decompress. So they need time alone without their devices, without their computers. You know, maybe music is a good thing. That can be a great way for them to decompress. But I don't really believe, I believe it's really difficult for them to learn to decompress when they're on their phones, when they're looking at social media, when they're on their computers. Um, It's important for them to learn the habit of being able to be okay just being alone because this is where they learn who they are. They learn to process their emotions. They learn to pray, hopefully during that time. They learn to build a relationship with God. Um, They also uh, learn to um, be comfortable in their own skin. So we want to make sure that they understand that this isn't just a time to get through, a time to just, oh, if I could just get through these hormonal years, everything will be great on the other side. Well, guess what? It isn't. Life is... Um, The hormones do level out, fortunately, but then we've got other challenges. But these things that our kids learn through the hormones and through the teen years are what prepare them for that next season of life. And then down the road, you know, when they start, um, especially the girls, when they start having children, there's hormone fluctuations that come with that. But if they have a foundation of understanding the role that hormones play and how God can use them in their lives. They will have uh, something from those teen years to bring into those um, adult years that will help them cope with uh, postpartum depression, cope with um, the hormones of you know PMS and pregnancy. So all of this serves a purpose. These seasons prepare us for the next season of life. Um, So I just want to give you some words of encouragement, some ways that you can encourage your kids who are heading into the hormonal years or are already there. 
encourage open communication by keeping conversations clean. One of the worst things that I know I've done in the past is to overwhelm my kids with words, especially my boys. They do much better with fewer words. And I've realized that when I use fewer words, I'm more careful about what I say. So encourage open communication by keeping conversations clean. Not too many words, not overwhelming them. We hit the pause button if we need to before we have those conversations so that we know kind of what we're going to say and our emotions can have a chance to, to be in check. This is one thing that I learned to do a lot during the teen years. When things started to escalate, it was a great time to just hit the pause button and go our separate ways for a while. Um, And then to come back and to be able to talk about things once we could think them through. Also, keep a sense of humor and remember that this eventually will pass. Eventually, our kids will become adults and those hormones will level out. And how we walk through this season with them will make a difference in um, how much they want to talk to us as they get into the adult years. Um, remember that every, not every hill is a hill to die on. Pray for wisdom and be willing to compromise. Be willing to let them fail. Sometimes in the midst of hormones, our kids make some stupid decisions. It's important for us not to make a bigger deal out of those failures than we need to, but to calmly and um, lovingly respond to them as best we can. And a lot of times we definitely need prayer for that. So remember, be remembering to pray for wisdom along the way. And sometimes... Sometimes we have to just let our kids feel the natural consequences for their actions. So we're keeping a sense of humor. We're realizing that every hill is not a hill to die on. We're willing to let them fail. Um, Again, we're encouraging uh, girls to journal, especially. If guys want to do it, I think that's great. I I think our girls tended to be more uh, uh, the journalers encourage our kids to have regular time alone, no devices, etc., so that their hearts can keep up with the changes and they can learn to be comfortable in their own skin. And what I found with our boys is that they really, really need physical work. It was either working out or playing a sport or working hard outside, but they really need that physical blow off. The other thing that I have found to be really helpful is just encouraging our kids to eat well, providing a, you know, a healthy diet for them. There's so much growing and so much changing that's going on. So just encouraging them to eat as healthy as possible and and fixing good food for them, making good food choices, and also supplements. Supplements can be super helpful at this stage of the game. I read somewhere that DHA is something that especially boys really need for developing brains. Some simple research, quick research on that can show you some great maybe whole foods uh, supplements for your kids. This can also be very, very helpful in supporting their bodies as they're developing and growing. Lastly, I want to remind you of something that I've mentioned along the way several times in my podcast, and this is to remember to try to seek to understand before being understood. As we go into these conversations and these circumstances with our kids, 
And sometimes we have to hit the pause button to get our hearts in the right place to be ready for that. But we want to seek to understand. We want to have that conversation with them where they can say what they're feeling. They can say um, what's going on in their hearts. They feel that freedom and we are empathizing with them. It is a scientific fact that empathy opens up the neural pathways for someone to receive encouragement and instruction and direction. So by seeking to understand first, before we go in and try to give counsel and and empathizing first, we are providing that, uh, we're helping them have the ability to receive counsel. We're not gonna do any of this perfectly, guys, but there are some great things that we can do to help along the way. And God is faithful. He is with us every step of the way. So continue to pray over the hearts of your kids. Continue to pray over your own heart as you go into each day um, and walk through these years and these uh, this season of hormones with your kids. You know, just like any of life's challenges, struggles with hormones can be an opportunity to create a close bond with your teens that will give you the honor of continuing to speak into their lives as they move into adulthood. This season is a growing time for them and for us, which means it can be difficult, but God can take those difficulties and make something beautiful out of them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these kids that you've given us. Lord, sometimes we just almost feel like we want to strangle them, God, but thank you that you are reminding us what a gift this is, not only for us to grow, but for our kids to grow, that this is a time you want to prepare them for the next season of life. God, remind us along the way to seek to understand before being understood. Lord, give us hearts for our children. God, give us your eyes to see our kids the way that you do. Thank you that they're not a project, God, but that they are... um, part of us. They're a gift from you that you are working in the deep places of their hearts, God, that you are the one who's at work. Father, help us to see what you're doing in our kids' lives and to join you in that work, Father. We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.